Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Yeah, that's right. We're glad you could join us. It's time to sit back, get comfortable, talk about some weird stuff, and just chill for a while. Welcome to After Hours with the Rise Guys. Here's Madman at nine. Yes, sir. Jimmy Jack Jackie. Oh, Matthew. What's up? Oh, just uh, hanging out with you in this uh, production studio. Want to act like we haven't been around each other for the last, I don't know, five hours? No, we've been around each other. uh, You were about to walk in the building when I pulled up this morning, so we've seen each other pretty much since like 5.33 a.m. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And it is now 10.45. Why is it that people do that? Like on talk shows and stuff. I used to think that when someone would come out of the uh, curtain to go sit down with Johnny Carson that they literally had not seen each other. And then you'd hear years later they would go hang out in the green rooms prior. Yeah, I mean, they knew everything they were going to talk about in advance. Yeah. Every bit of it with everything that Leno and Letterman and all those guys. It's how they worked. Why they were good, really. Because, you know, it wasn't just some, some cold interview. That's true. They had this thing prepped up, so it would be a good eight minutes of TV. And plus, if you were a comedian and he didn't invite you over to sit on the couch, you knew that you sucked. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And he also always let the musicians know if he was a big fan or not. Yeah. He'd always go over and see them if he was, but he didn't always go see them because some of them he thought they sucked. That's true. See, yeah, he's dead. Never mind. No, I was talking about Letterman with the musicians. Oh, but uh, Johnny Carson is dead. Yeah, Letterman's still living with a, a beautiful beard. It is nice. Fabulous it is nice. beard. Fantastic beard. Uh, yeah. Here we are, episode 11 for those keeping score of After Hours with the Rise Guys. Yeah, back, back, back again. 11 weeks in. We're still here. We haven't gotten canceled yet. I'm going to tell you something. I don't think management listens. You know what? No, they, they enjoy... They think, here's something that someone asked me recently. Do you guys really, like, the stuff you say about, you know, stuff not working there and problems with certain people and stuff, is that kind of a thing you guys do? Uh, You know, kind of, I think it was presented as as kind of like a wrestling thing you guys do. Yeah, yeah. And Hmm. I said, hell no, but I think they that management thinks that. Yeah, they may think that, but no, I was sitting in here before we started and I was um, cussing Cussing the equipment. 
because uh, I had to run the levels on our microphones way up high where they never should ever be. But that's just to get us at a reasonable volume. Yeah. It's weird, man. Weird stuff here. People people who don't know what they're doing mess with stuff. That's what happens when you work at a radio station. Because, hell, I mean... Like what training did we receive for doing Dude, this podcast? Zero point zero. Nothing. Like hey, as far as how to how to upload it. Yeah. They sent me an email and said, "Yeah, all right, you have access now." And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'll figure this out, and it did. You remember, like two weeks ago, it only uh, uploaded one minute. Yeah, it did. And complaints of plenty. Yeah, and that was uh, I don't know what went wrong there. Something went wrong there, but we got it fixed. Yes. Thank you, Carlos. Yeah. Thank you for your help. Yep. Uh, so episode 11 of After Hours with the Rise Guys, if this is your first episode, thank you very much, but definitely go back and listen to the first 10. Yeah, we got a bunch of episodes for you. We have like roughly 10 hours of these for you to listen to. Yeah. Uh, and thanks for the, the kind words about the, the various storytelling. We've always been good at storytelling. We just, with the regular uh, constraints of regular morning radio, you don't get to fully tell stories without having to take seven eight minute breaks exactly you have to play music and commercials and it kind of gets in the way of a good story right you know i love jim jeffries the comedian the australian man Mm -hmm. Uh, but some of his his best stories the ones that he ends his stand-up specials with he'll talk non-stop telling one story for about 25 minutes and that's a long time on stage by yourself in front of an audience to tell one unending continuous story and it's probably not filler like some people will tell you know you know Long story, uh, long story short, kind yeah, of thing. Short story, long. Yes, the opposite of. No, no it's just a great story, well crafted story from a great storyteller. Yeah, well, well, it should be. That's what we're good at: sitting in the dark, laying, literally laying back in a chair. Like these are recliners now that we're in. They are. I'm laid so far back. This isn't even remotely comfortable, but it's just how the chair does. Yeah. But yeah, I also had to turn off the. All right, we have track lighting in here, and then we have some lights in the back. Now, I have to flip the switch when we come in here to do this podcast to turn off the lights in the back because they buzz. Mm-hmm. You want to hear them? I'll turn them back on so everybody yes. can hear the lights buzz. Yes. You want to hear it? For those listening right now, uh, I've always thought we had bees in the wall. I did not know this was the thing. You hear it? I heard it when you clicked it on. All I hear is the click right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe people, if you turn the volume up, you might hear the, the lights buzzing in here. What if the it can't bu- be safe. What if the building is being taken over by some kind of entity? That yeah. would be a hell of a science fiction film. Some kind of, oh, it's the building that was taken over, and it starts playing their own. For for instance, I think uh, Led Zeppelin's taken over part of the building. They have. They <laughs> have. It just plays. The damn computer doesn't work. It's cold as hell in the studio. Yeah. The, the thermostat doesn't work, and now this light. And remember, sometimes it'll just flicker. They flicker, they buzz. It's, it's very much like a haunted building, if you realize it. Just Well, we met the guy who wired it back in the day. Oh, God. So that answers all our questions. If you didn't know, uh, if you never met him, though, you might think it's haunted. Yeah, you probably likely did not meet him. Yeah. But it, it was a guy who you would see for many hours sitting in the same spot, twisting wires together and looking around the room like junior samples, like I don't know if he's making a bomb or if he's hooking up the studio. Yeah, yeah, it, it kind of looked like both. But yeah, after meeting him, it, it, it's no surprise that the wiring is, is iffy in some places, though. Yeah, if, if you didn't have that information, you might think the building is haunted. Yeah, and then it's, we could charge people well, it, to come it, tour it. It is kind of creepy sometimes when you come in early in the morning and the hallways are all dark and there's nobody downstairs. And the only light is the glow of an exit sign in the distance. Oh, yeah. That's kind of crazy. Because it's just red. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like that Stanley Kubrick, Kubrick 
Yeah. How is it? Kubrick? Kubrick. The, you know, that Kermit. red tint that he would do on movies. And yeah. Well, any long hallways are just like that. I've felt that way ever since I saw Hellraiser 2. Yeah. Hell of a hallway scene. Let, let me ask and you a question. And the floor, the checkerboard floor, man. Ah. Checkerboard floor is the sign of the Illuminati. Yeah. It is. Look it up. Well, this was the Cenobites. Oh, those are great. Mm, no, no. These are like ones with pinheads and stuff. Oh, okay. Those, those are those, not good. Yeah, no. Let me ask you a question. One of the things we just said, the freedom of this show, mm-hmm. the thing we were going to talk about, I'm on a different path in my wavelength here of thinking. We're going to talk, Can I, I'll just say, we're going to yeah, talk about it. some of our most embarrassing, worst Halloween costumes as children. Yeah. So what I think we do is maybe hold that and talk about some of our paranormal activities, our, our trips. Because we've been on some ghost hunts now. We were going to talk about our most embarrassing childhood Halloween costumes, but what we can do is talk about that on episode 12. Yeah. And then right now, after you finish listening to this podcast, email us your most embarrassing. And then we can read those next week as we present our own. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so tell us your, your most embarrassing childhood Halloween costume. My, I have two that are I, I'm very embarrassed to tell. Yeah. But the haunted trips. The haunted trips were the best was the first ones that we ever so every year it was an annual haunted trip that we would go and the week before we would do a series of calls open phones were you got to go to stump house holla you got to go to the stump rock house, house the rock house yeah uh, yeah stump house tunnel excuse me uh, you, you got to go to crybaby bridge no go to crybaby bridge in my town no go no. to crybaby bridge in my town you, you you put it in neutral carl drive itself yeah there's a crybaby bridge in every town shut up so every year we would always go out we would take uh recording devices with us this was pre-video that's mm-hmm. i mean not video in existence but the capabilities yeah we're not that damn old yeah, but we, there was not cell phone video at that point. No, there wasn't. At least not good quality cell phone no. video when we started doing these. There weren't even good quality cell phone. We'd have digital cameras because there weren't good quality cell phone cameras. And uh, we'd record stuff on handheld recorders and mini disc, if you remember that really underrated piece of 1990s technology it from was Sony. Awful. It was like a DAT. Well, no, it was, I mean, it was effective. It was like the best thing we had at the time because you couldn't put audio files on a, on a floppy disk. No. Yeah. No. You, yeah. I tried. Yeah, <laughs> I tried. But you, it, it wouldn't fit. There's it no would room. only take like one minute. Yeah, if that. God bless. Thank yeah. God for technology. Yeah, mini disc was the way in the nineties. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, and I probably am. And if I were, you would. <laughs> That's how people would bootleg <laughs> concerts in the nineties: a mini disc recorder. Really? Yeah. Anyway, how'd they do it in movie theaters? I don't. A cam camcorder. I Just a regular camcorder. Yeah. You put your hand up there so I know what you're talking about. Yeah. By the eye. By the eye, holding <laughs> it like dad style. Was our first. Haunted trip as the Rise Guys morning show, the one near Furman University? That was one of them, yeah. I think the very first one was the cemetery downtown Greenville, but the uh, oh, yes. one of the more memorable ones was the old children's cemetery up by Furman University in the northern, north of Greenville. Yes. That was very, very memorable because that... Now, right now, there's a Walmart neighborhood market built along the, the side of the access road that led to that cemetery. Uh-huh. But when we went to it, it was just by itself in the woods. It was just a bunch of... It was the woods. It was the woods, yeah. Behind the nothing, fast fair, and yeah. now that's a 7-Eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they fancy your gas station, big Walmart store there. But yeah, the the, the graveyard is still there, and I, I think it might have been uh, kept up a little bit since we went out there. Because we went out there, these were... All right, these graves were all of... Children. It was a children's cemetery. Mm-hmm. Now you got to think about that. These people all died as children, so they had no descendants. Therefore, 
after their parents died, then nobody knew or cared to, to take care, take of, care of those graves. And plus, and a lot it of these started graves, to sink. A lot of these graves were around 100 years old. And so, yeah, yeah it had been, I mean, 50-plus years of no upkeep whatsoever. So it was very overgrown and very dilapidated, just falling apart. And and when we did those those open phones, we heard from several P1s. Hey, because one of the caveats on there is like we're not going to drive too far. Yeah. Because we would do this the night before, stay up all night long. We have to come in and do the show. Come in, edit the audio if there was anything or whatever. And uh, yeah, we we decided to go there because there was all these various stories of ghosts of uh, of of kids at a at a. Yeah. I mean, if it was you know. Then we kind of find out a lot of people went back there to drink Tall Boys. A lot of tall boys smoke but, funny and, cigarettes. Yeah, a lot of lot of paraphernalia type stuff, blunt wrappers and and beer cans, man on man stuff, hurricane bottles and stuff. It's like a, a truck stop with graves. Kind of, yeah. Or not a truck stop, a rest area. Yeah, I'll tell you this too. Um, I want to piss off the truckers. Being in the woods at night. Yeah, it'll get you. It's kind of scary. Any woods, right? Any patch of woods at night is kind of scary. You're gonna no. hear things and you're gonna think you see things. It might be there, it might not be there. We're probably not there. Now, remind me of this. Uh, it was me, it was you, it was Fat Boy. I, and, and the reason why I remember specifically Fat Boy is what he did. Yeah, yeah, he was very memorable. There were a few other people out there with us, too. Some P1s, I think, went. Yeah, too. the tag-alongs. We probably had about seven or eight people. Remember Andy White was out there with us, a oh, few yeah. other people. Yeah. But, yeah, Fat Boy's memorable because of what he did. And ever since he did that, he's had bad luck ever since. And before, too. You know, that's something that we've kind of joked about before, but, you know, the whole black cloud around Fat Boy. Yeah. It's been there since birth, though. Well, maybe, but still. It's, it's fun to think that he got it from what he did that night at that graveyard, but but I think it's been there since birth. So we go in there. Yeah, the first one was the one in downtown Greenville that uh, I don't really remember anything major happening. I think something was uh, in the background, a whisper, something we found out later that there's homeless people. That it was homeless people hiding in the, the cemetery. Yeah, just like talking to themselves in their sleep. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do that. I do too. You sleep, sleep in a cemetery? Sometimes. I was about to say it's weird. Um, yeah, it happens. Well, so we're there and we have all these uh, you know, folks with us and we made everybody make a solemn oath. We're not going to mess with each other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're we're going to really do this strictly because if there's something here, we want to present it the next morning. If there's not, then we'll say there's not. Yeah, if there's not, then we'll say that there isn't. And then Fat Boy did the thing he did. He was wanting to make an impact on this show. But necrophilia, point. really? He did not make love. I know. That would have been, considering <laughs> this is a children's graveyard, definitely. Yeah, I should not be. No. But... There's it's it's a a like nine said a hundred plus year old uh, cemetery was not taken care of and you're getting a lot of that erosion you're getting a lot of gullies that yeah. are going through uh, for you Yankees gullies are like ditches yeah for uh, for you Midwesterns ditches are like uh, uh, gullies yeah so well and as the the, the old uh, wooden caskets from back in the day as they deteriorate and fall in well where's the the earth's going to fall in on top of them so. You could tell, obviously knowing the history of before we went there, but it looked like a freshly dug grave. Mm-hmm. But there was a tombstone that you could not read at the top. It was really old grave. Laid over. And you could see slapped down into it. Yeah, like you could see the casket in the grave. And I don't know who. It wasn't me because I, I don't mess with any of that stuff. Somebody dared somebody to get down in there. And then it happened. Look, man, look. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. 
He was wanting to make such an impact. And I mean, he did. Because we were there for three, four hours. Mm-hmm. Nothing really was happening. No, nothing much went on there for a while. Though. And he, I think that was him falling on the sword for the show. Yeah, it might have been. Because we needed something to talk about. And he said, let's give them something to talk about. Hey, we were I'll on the right. You got to stop great- Oh. <laughs> Chapin Carpenter versus yeah. Harris. Yep. Yeah. So he climbed down into there, and he didn't lay down on it or anything. He just kind of climbed down in there. I think we took some photos, which God knows where they are. Yeah, who knows? And uh, and ever since then, he keeps running into various little situ- not like life changing situations, but speed bumps. But he did before that too. That's true. I mean, it's always been a thing. Yeah, he was the the memorable part of that particular ghost excursion on that particular Halloween year. I don't remember what year any of these were that we're going to talk about. I don't remember. The, the first one I want to say was uh, 05, 06. Yeah, somewhere and around there. the one with the the cemetery seems like it was 10-odd years ago, 10, yeah. 10 or 11 years ago, maybe 12. Every year around Halloween, we had always, up until like maybe the past five years, we'd always do... Hey, where's some local haunts? Let's try to. And we realized it's always going to be the same places. Yeah, and we yeah we eventually ran out of places. So then we said, well, maybe we should start investigating some of these because like Ghost Hunters was starting to become a thing, you know, on the sci-fi. Oh, it was getting really popular there. Yeah, everybody was having a a ghost paranormal club. Yeah, yeah, and I wouldn't say we had a club. We just went once a year. We, we did d- it for the bit. A couple times when we went on those, that was with people from clubs or groups who did that kind of stuff so it was well joining them with with some of the stuff they did but yeah it's uh but plus nobody's going to invite you I, I read something that said like 13 percent of people think they live in a haunted house hmm. it's a pretty high number to me 13 percent. i tell you just poorly constructed my house not remotely haunted it's been there it's my house is about 60 years old yeah um it's not remotely haunted. There's nothing there at all that shouldn't be there. Just me and a couple dogs. Yeah. Usually. My old house, though, it did sound like someone was walking in the attic. Yeah. When the, there was no one in the attic. But it was just, I think it was just a crappy house. Yeah. Like my aunt's house was, was a creepy house. My current house, not a creepy house. My aunt's house, very creepy house. Yeah. Uh, the old mill house I lived in as a kid, very creepy house. Um, you will find out from our, our talks of ghost things that... I'm one of the biggest skeptics you'll ever meet. I'm also oh, a guy yes. who's spent half his life telling people that he saw a ghost. That's true. Yeah. Okay, good. I, I saw a ghost when I was, I just barely turned 18. I saw a ghost, and I'll, I'll go to my grave telling you that I saw a ghost, and there's nothing else it could have been. It was definitely a ghost. And if because of that, your, I'm more skeptical than most people. If you go to your grave telling us that you saw a ghost, would we then hear that from your ghost? Yes, you would. That and would when I die, I'm going to go find that ghost. Yeah. I don't know who that, that little house on the prairie looking woman was. Well, look. Yeah. So this uh, this annual thing, uh, we we had a guy contact us from a, a place called Sprig. Yeah, it may still be a thing. The Spartanburg Paranormal Research Investigators Group. Yeah, how the hell did I? What just else pull could that Sprig be, head? man? I don't know. Yeah, um, and they and they would invite us uh, <laughs> to go to these places. Well, one was this place. I don't. Is Green River Plantation? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We went there. I'm trying to remember if we, I think we went to the plantation first and then the old bank, or it might have been. I don't remember the order. Which one came? Which you're year. right. The guy with the ambulance or the uh, hearse. Yeah, he had a, a fangs That's and it. a hearse. Yes, and he was at, all year round though, not just during Halloween. Yeah, he always had fangs and he always drove an old like, 1960s era hearse. Yeah, uh, like late 60s. Um, but yeah, he was at both of those because right. he was with that group, and then the main guy—I want to say his name was Don or something. 
I don't know. I don't either. That's the one when I found out oh, hell, that on. 90% of all that stuff is nothing more than a bunch of bull stud. Yeah, yeah. And a bunch we, of horse crap. The, the best was when we uh, we turned it around on the guy at the, the Army Surplus store that was haunted. Okay, tell me the timeline we're going to go in this. Um, Man, I think that... Uh, I don't remember which was which in secession, but we've covered the Furman Children's Graveyard. Yeah, we have. Honestly, I, I think we should save the Green River Plantation okay. for the last one because that was our, our most epic haunted trip Absolutely. for various reasons. There were more people there. It was a big, beautiful house. We'll get to all that. I think we should hit the uh, the bank and the Army store first. Okay. Uh, well, the Army store, I think, kind of plays into what I was going to say. Uh, it's yeah. it's still there. I think it's for sale. It is for sale now. The it's the uh, Army Navy store in downtown Greenville, and the guy. Uh, I, look, I don't remember the guy's name, and I'm sorry he passed away a year or two ago. But he ran. Uh, Jason. A, a, yeah, Jason. That's Jason Prophet. Jason Prophet. Right. He ran a. I did a, not know that he passed away though. He did. He passed away. Yeah. Uh, he he ran a basically a ghost tour in downtown Greenville, South Carolina. The first one. Yeah. Yep. And we were down there with him investigating the Army Navy store investigating yeah and that's well he was investigating or giving doing the tour not really an investigation yeah god i did not know he passed away he kind of took me uh i thought you knew that yeah wow so am i i'm not going to speak uh poorly of him now am i no i don't think we have anything bad to say about the guy no he was he was very accommodating and very nice okay so but when we went we heard about all these various stories of ghosts down in the basement yeah. of the Army Navy. Which we didn't know it had a basement. It made sense that it did, but yeah, there's a big hunk of floor just raises up like a door. Everything down there does because of the mud flood. You know how you have those, uh, those, and if you have an attic access in a hallway, you pull the cord and lower the stairs. Mm-hmm. This was the opposite of that. You pulled the floor up and then there were stairs to walk down to the basement. That's where they would hide uh, people. Yeah. 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 In fact, it was empty with a dirt floor. That's where they would hide the Marines, because it's only Army-Navy. That signature musty smell, you know, from every old building you've ever been in. Oh, it's a wine cellar. It's a root cellar. Uh, no, it just smells like moldy earth. Yeah, that's all it was. Yeah. So we go down in there, and uh, this was the, the, at least at this part of the timeline, uh, Paige, who is becoming very into the paranormal investigation. No, she got deep into the paranormal investigation. Really? She, yeah. she joined one of the groups. I don't remember oh, which yeah. one. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was on this one with us as well as her now deceased husband, Chris. Yep, yep. Chris was really into this, too. He was big time into ghosts, man. He made it fun, too. He went on a few of these with us. He would conduct some of the, I guess it would be a seance. Yeah. We were not holding hands around a crystal ball, but it was like, are you male or female? Like, oh, he loved to talk to him. It was the best. And he could talk to anybody. Anybody talk back to. Yeah. I don't know who it was, but we then found out that there was some smoke and mirrors to that. I saw the gimmick on okay. the stairs is what it was. He had, it looked like a, uh, a you know, the, the keyless thing on a car that you'd click. And I guess they're all built onto the key. But back in the day, they had just a little fob with the buttons on it, and you'd click it to unlock your doors or whatever. Sure. Well, I saw one of those sitting on the steps, um, and and it was pretty easy to figure out that this motion sensor gimmick he was using as part of the tour that kept going off when there was you know an unseen motion presence there. Well, it was just that button you could hit. Right. And if it was just laying on the steps, you could grab it and turn the tables on the whole ghost tour. Well, even then, I was And then thinking, you got the ghost guy thinking the place is haunted. Ghosts don't walk. So how, they could be floating above the laser anyway. Yeah. And yeah. ghosts don't have feet. Well, there's also what like what what sets off a motion sensor like that. I, I, I don't think that... An apparition or energy. 
Yeah, I don't think that the residual electric energy of that that has to be what a ghost is would set that off. As you know, it's like that every religion has the same thing in common. I've said this before, and you, you've heard me say this, but I'll say it for the service of this podcast. Every religion has the same end goal when it comes to dealing with death, right. which is to be at peace so that you release the, the spirit or the soul from the body. Right. Um, and uh, that's why ghosts usually are, are stories from traumatic deaths where you're not at peace, you're not expecting it, you're not ready to release, so there's some residual part of you left behind. But Which again, explains well, most paranormal activity. Why are all ghosts from the Civil War era, though? It was a traumatic time. It was the worst of times. It was, man. The one I saw was dressed like Little House on the Prairie. Save that for after we talk about the Green River. Oh, yeah. I'll get there. So that's when all hope was gone. From, I had hope that we were going to find some kind of audio, some glimmer, some video, something. And then we realized that... <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. If you go on these ghost tours, you don't want... You want to see something. You want to hear something. You want to you have the experience to tell people. Otherwise, you're not going to go home when you get back from your weekend in Charleston or Savannah or Greenville yeah. and say, oh, yeah, we're on this ghost tour. Did you hear anything? No. Well, it's a suspension of disbelief. Like when you go to one of these uh, gravitational anomaly places that's just you know built at funny angles so that you know I can stand here on the floor and you can stand on this regular size or on this giant chair and look tiny beside me it's like that thing they had at damn carowinds to get rid of it, it yeah was awesome. or like mystery hill up uh, uh up by the uh, the tweetsie railroad and blowing rock north carolina it's it's great man it's a lot of fun but i mean you're grown you realize what it is you understand physics enough to understand how this works is that worth the drive it is it's fun how long is uh, blowing rock from here uh three hours probably. oh I don't know it's a haul that. man but it's fun up there it's well, awesome you can go, yeah, you can go to Blowing Rock. You've always wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's in Georgia now. Yeah. So, yeah, you realize, okay, there is the, you want to have the payoff to all this. You want to have an experience. But then Paige is like, you no. You paid for this. This is, this is a real thing. I've heard this stuff. I've seen this stuff. I have my best friend, Nine, who I really, really trust when it comes to telling stories, unless he winks at me and gives me an elbow. I believe him when he says that he's 
saw this ghost and he'll tell us about later on. At some point in the last 17 odd years, I would have admitted to you it wasn't real. You would have. <laughs> but so I haven't. I, we, I can't. Paige joins up with this one group and uh, what do you know, the guy in the hearse uh, also is in this group too. He was two-time in these groups. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we could move on to the bank vault now. I don't think you remember too much about that experience. I don't know why that I don't. Nothing happened to my knowledge, right? Uh, no, it was completely uneventful. It was. Uh, I just did the beer hand up to his mouth just now. It, I, that was. I that we we went and ate before. I was just stoned. Oh, <laughs> the, you might. I mean, you I might have had, had some residual. You, you might have had did. some some beverages. I was just stoned there. So I remember some. It of was it. a Friday night. I don't give a damn. Yeah, I was, it was drinking. Fun. I, I wanted to loosen up a little bit. It was a cool old building to be walking around in. We were down there in this ancient bank vault. Beautiful. Now, now that's where it was a beautiful, beautiful vault. I mean, really, this is this is marble. This thing is a work of art. Mm-hmm. This the the steel and the stone and how this thing is constructed it is an old ancient bank vault's work of art. Um, they don't make things like that anymore. I mean, no. they still make bank vaults, but not like this one. No. But yeah, that's the thing where and it's a huge, heavy vault door. And, that's one of those things where uh, it's in the basement where you walk in there into the pretense of a ghost hunt, and yeah, this old, abandoned, dark, musty-smelling building, you're in the vault. That's one of those things where you can't help but be a little scared, a little nervous that some unseen force is going to slam this heavy door shut, and you're stuck in a vault. Of course. So we all had that kind of uh, nerve, I think. I mean, Plus, I'm thinking that they're going to work us with something like yeah. it is going to slam on us. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. But think about what, like... Being in the woods at dark, at, at, at in the dark, uh-huh. creepy. Uh-huh. Old abandoned buildings, creepy. Oh man, hundred year old bank vaults, creepy. Abandoned mental hospitals, they're going to be creepy just because they have long hallways, and they're nothing is more terrifying than a long hallway. I got locked in the church when I was a kid one time. My mom and daddy volunteered to clean every mo- once a month or whatever yeah. the church. They thought I was outside. They locked me in there. In the dark. Mm-hmm. The Lord's house at dark, in the dark, scary as hell. Yeah, it is. Churches are very... The again, ultimate judgment house. Long hallways in this big empty room that kind of has an echo to it if you're in the sanctuary. Yes. Yeah, I mean, a, a, an empty gymnasium, kind of scary. It is. We've been in all these places at some point in our lives, empty, walking alone, and looking back over your shoulder because it's kind of unnerving to be in these places when there's nobody else around. And I'm sitting there, I'm... I'm Thinking there's going to be a work. Like walk, well, imagine walking through Carowinds or Six Flags or Disney World, and you're the only one in the whole park. You'd be scared. Oh God, that robot's going to start chasing me. Itchy and scratchy land. Yeah, yeah. So the bank vault was our least adventurous, our least eventful one. Um, and then probably the the Green River Plantation in Rutherford, North Carolina. Rofton. Rofton, Rutherfordton. If you want to Google it, <laughs> was uh, was our most eventful one. Absolutely, because there was. Dozens of people there. There was a whole group of like school, high school age kids there. Yeah, that was just a separate tour. Yeah, I mean they were in there. The, the, the there was an investigation going on. <laughs> I just by, love calling it an by the ghost hunter people, the guy with the fangs and the hearse and his buddies. And then there was they were also giving uh, these high school age kids a chance to investigate and see how it works and participate and do a tour of the plantation all at the same time. That's what you get for selling the most gift wrapping now. You don't get the pizza party and the limo ride. So yeah, if this is and this is a beautiful big old plantation house oh, too. Lovely. This thing is immaculate and it's huge. I mean, you think about there's probably a, a pushing two dozen people in the house 
Oh yes. But the place is so big that it doesn't really matter. There's you didn't that many hear people there. Any of the other people. And the people who currently owned it and lived there at that time, they were in their wing where they lived the entire time. We never went there, didn't know where it was, never ventured to that side of that that end of the house. This place is massive. Beautiful home. See, I forgot about that part that there were people actually I, I do remember it now that you said it. I did not think yeah, about it. Yeah, they that lived prior like one ing one one wing of it, not one ing. I'm thinking about going to see my dog in a little bit. Inga. Inga. But yeah, they lived in one wing of the house, just kind of a smaller area where just, you know, like a, a few people would live. So now I'm starting to wonder if they were like walking through the walls and uh, you know, doing all the gimmicks. There was their eyes in the paintings moving and watching us. We were on a we we were on a three man team, three person team. Yeah, it was uh, it was me, it was uh, it was you nine, mm-hmm. and uh, it was Paige. And her husband was there too for that one. It right? was a four person team. I, I think I think Chris was there for that one too. Okay. I mean, I I believe you. You certainly uh, for some reason you have the the better memory of the two. It's weird, right? Man, my 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 the the brain cells that are still there just cling to stuff. Yeah. Well, you wait till you turn thirty five. Only <laughs> thirty six, a couple months. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. Um. So we're we're going all over this beautiful house. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just it's grand. It's huge. And the grounds outside too, around the ponds and stuff. It had. I mean, we're all over the grounds outside, inside, upstairs, downstairs, all over this massive, grandiose home. It's not like Biltmore, but it's big and nice. Yeah, we we go up into the uh, the. I don't. Was it the attic, or was it just one of those rooms that if you had like a a, a slow kid, they would have made them live up there? You remember the well, back then how they did? That was kind of the story they told about the the attic suite was that they had a kid and it had um, some sort of disabilities. Waterhead, not, they called it. I'm not. I'm not sure awful. exactly what what the modern diagnosis would be. Yeah. I don't know that anybody is really. But yeah, the, the the child had some problems, and the story goes that they made the kid live up there and kind of locked the kid up there and kept it up there like some kind of burden. Yeah, hiding it, was, it from the world. It was a girl. Well, yeah, it was one of the one of those stories. Yeah, and we go up in there. That's where the paranormal activity really happened. It was a pair of something. Mm-hmm. You needed a new pair of pants. <laughs> I needed a new pair of shorts, man. Pages up there. Look again. It was a Friday night. Probably had a few drinks. Yeah, and it was things. Uh, it was about September, too, and it was a warm, southern, kind of humid southern night. And up in that attic was every bit of probably 80 degrees muggy. Paige is like, is there anyone here? Is there anything that you would like to say to us? Are you male or female? And all these different questions. And here I come up the stairs. You released one of the most haunting, scariest, st- Dinkiest farts I've ever smelled. It was long too. I mean, there was so much to the, there's so much to that poot I released. Going, I got it was right as I hit the top of the stairs in the attic, and it, it was, sounded it like was Louis, so much gas. It sounded like Louis Armstrong was cleaning his horn. So you remember when when the devil is playing on the devil went down to Georgia, his fiddle part. It was like if you played that on a slide trombone. Slowly and out of tune. Dun 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 dun. Dun, dun. Yeah. yeah, it sounded like the first couple notes of uh, Mambo Number no. Five. It sounded like somebody was murdering Tim Allen. It sounded like an old door creaking and opening, opening for like five minutes. Like the Super Mario World sound effect when you go in the haunted castles. Now, I instantly knew. You yeah. obviously were. Del- I, I was. You were the very dealer. Well aware. Yeah. You knew. Running down my leg. Yeah. Paige reacts as if she thought it was a paranormal sound. 
I think at first she might have thought that, but it didn't take long for reality to hit her and smack her in the nose. It was the smell. It was. It was deathly. Yeah. It smelled literally. Like, your parents ever say, boy, it smells like something crawled up and you had died. Yeah. You had yeah. a ghost in your butt. Yeah. And, and as soon as we're, oh, my God, y'all. Oh, God. It stinks. Oh, my God. Fart. I'm trying to be serious. So we're doing all the stuff you do when somebody rips an awful fart in a tight space. You leave space. the room and then wait for these teenagers to walk in the but same room. But that's the thing. They're coming up before we can start heading down. So then we're just stuck up there laughing our asses <laughs> off while this group of teenagers, like 16, 17-year-old kids, like innocent kids like the kind of good kids who would have jobs working at chick-fil-a they were good kids okay one of them was overheard as saying did she die up here because it still smells like it yeah but i mean these are like kids who get scholarships to four-year colleges these are like well-to-do youths they were going to juilliard yeah and they're coming up i don't go that far <laughs> but they're coming up here and uh and they're just walking into a cloud of of ass and it was brutal and it was awful and you're seeing like noses wrinkle and makeup starts running and eyes are watering people flipping you off with their eyes yeah yeah and man it was great. It was a beautiful moment. It was the best thing that ever happened to us at any of our stupid ghost hunts. And then we find out that one of the guys that was one of the maybe associated with the uh, ghost hunter group, maybe not, mm-hmm. had one of those gimmick guns where it would sense paranormal energy around like you. Like the EMF thing, but it's EMF gimmick. Detector. It looks like an EMF detector, but it's gimmicked. It, it was gimmicked that anytime you press the a certain button, it will come on, but if you press another button underneath, it will automatically go off. Yeah, it just so, it has a button where it'll it'll peg if you hit the button. So you, it'll well, peg, that's not the no, word peg the meter, peg the Do meter. Do not Google that. No. Do not no. peg, Google peg. Uh, but Pegging. yeah, so then it's like, God, man, is there anything real about any of this? Because I, you know... Farts, smells of death, it's all nine rear end. Down here, the guy's got this gun, he's scaring us in this graveyard. Turns out that's a gimmick. Yeah. But then I hold strong to your story. Well, yeah, I mean, I've been to a lot of creepy places. Um, there was a place, uh, um, there's a place in the middle of nowhere between Anderson, South Carolina, and Augusta, Georgia. It's actually not too far past Abbeville, South Carolina. Is it Bum F, Georgia? It's, it's Bum F, South Carolina. Mm. And it's uh, the Long Cane Massacre site where uh, some people were on the move and they were massacred by some uh, by some Cherokee Indians. Yes. Um, and a lot of – some of them were missing. Some of the kids, they never recovered. Uh, a good portion of the traveling party they had to bury on the spot in the woods because you can't – you know, it's going to be like a week to get to Augusta. We didn't have cars. Right. So you can't just take them with you. you got to no. bury them where they lie. Right. Um, so, but yeah, you can go out there on some forest service roads and get out there to where that happened to where the gravesite is. And I stopped out there one night out of curiosity. It was, uh, By yourself? it was on, it was, yeah, I was on Christmas day and I was driving from Anderson to Augusta and, uh, have you it, ever told this story? Maybe. I don't remember. You might've just forgot it. I might, I, but I might not have told it, but I stopped out there at, uh, about sunset on Christmas day and drove out there in my old Honda passport. And, uh, I, I wound up just standing there long enough to pee. On the about beside the car, there's nobody around. I mean, it's Christmas Day. It's like deserted, middle of the woods, nothing. It's your Christmas. But it's one of those things where, and I don't know if this is really just me being out in the woods, being creeped out by the woods. Have you been doing dark. anything? Man, the eyes you could feel on you. Really? I ain't never had that many people watch me pee at one time. They're all dead, though, so it don't matter. You don't think it again? It goes back to being out on the side of the road in the woods. That's what I just said. It very well may. It's yeah. just the, one of the creepiest feelings I ever had in my life outside of the time I actually saw the ghost. Back in two thousand three. See, I have no 
I have no. I have my UFO story. Mm-hmm. I have whatever I saw that night. I don't have a ghost story. My grandma had a great ghost story. Yeah, where she dreamed that her grand grandson that was just born was. Real quick, my grandma was staying with my aunt at the hospital. She had just gave uh, given birth, mm-hmm. gave birth, given, given. birth to uh, a little boy with no problems. My grandma dreams that she sees a staircase coming out of the ceiling. My uh, great-grandpa, my grandma's father, comes down at the staircase out of the ceiling, goes over to the baby uh, and, and picks up the baby, puts it on his shoulder, and walks back up the staircase. My grandma wakes up the next morning, and the baby's passed away. Yeah. Yeah, my dad had a very similar story to that one. It is creepy as hell because he was in the hospital. He just had surgery, and uh, he was in his room, like, all, you know, messed up on morphine. And uh, he saw his brother Way, brother Way, no, brother Ray, walk through the room. He walked in from outside the outside the wall on the outside of the building, four or five floors up, and walked through the room, and walked out the door into the hallway. Come to find out, at the about that exact same time, Uncle Ray was dying in Savannah, Georgia. He had no clue. And my dad had no idea Uncle Ray was dying at that moment. He had no clue. The man had just passed away. But yeah, I mean that's, that gets me like the what, the Kevin Smith story that he told us about his mom. Right, his dad, right? It was his dad or mom? The, the feet on fire. Felt the feet on fire yeah. as he started to pass away. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, people see things, and and a lot of them can be easily discredited, but a lot of them can't, especially when you physically see it in front of you. When you think about yes, when you think about not. Ghosts, like the whole thing of you know, like the the we think of Santa Claus, the beard, the hat, the reindeer, a ghost. For many years, you would think is just someone under a sheet with eyes cut out. You know, that was the symbol of. I guess it still is a symbol of ghost. It is. It's energy that it's just like radio. It's just like Wi-Fi. It's like we can't understand it, but we it's there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, that's a great way to. It, kind of try to explain it actually it's not like it's like covid you can't see it. 4g 5g wi-fi fm radio waves am radio waves all the things that broadcast television signals satellite right. signals I mean, microwaves all, yeah all these all, all these rays are out there man yeah all these waves and rays are out there and you can't see them all but they're all doing something you lived in anderson then i did live in anderson you said the year was 2003 it was February of 2003, God, not long a, after the Rise Guys Morning Show had started. A couple weeks, two or three weeks. Yeah. I was driving the big old yellow 1987 Ford Crown Victoria, and it was really cold because February is the coldest month. And that's places. when we used to get to the radio station at like 4. Yeah, so this was about 3.15 in the morning. It's about 28 degrees outside, I want to say. Definitely in the 20s. It was freezing cold. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember how cold it was. It might have been colder than that. It might have been more like... 20 degrees that morning because it was like just as cold as it ever gets around here it's always the worst the end of january 1st of february yeah yeah usually. this was sometime in february it's one of those mornings where it's again three o'clock in the morning middle of winter and it's so cold that everything just kind of looks blue everything kind of has this bluish tint on it like mm-hmm. everything just the, the night just looks blue mm-hmm. um but yeah that's when I, I was driving to work and the thing is that i wouldn't have thought anything about it and my skeptical side would have told me it wasn't what it was but I felt it before I saw it. I felt the fear. I felt this 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 fear and the hair standing up on the neck and the hair on the arms and all the hair standing on end. I felt that and the fear before I saw the, the, the lady on the side of the road. Just an impending, like, 
doomed. Something's not right here. I'm in an alternate world. Like, I've never felt that. I don't know well, how I was, to. I was driving probably 30, 35 miles per hour down that road, um, and it was just I, I, I felt afraid, and I, I was wondering, what am I afraid of right now? Are you really, what, what am I? And then I see her standing there. I'm like, it's a ghost. <laughs> I'm afraid. And I'm like, well, that's a ghost. That's why I'm afraid, because there's a ghost here. This is the part I but really, I was af- really enjoy. It, it's so strange, because I was afraid before I saw the lady. And what was she wearing? She was dressed very, I, I describe it as very Little House on the Prairie, very turn of the 20th century. She was dressed for cool weather, but not for 20 right. degrees. She was not dressed for, for this kind of weather. She had on a bonnet um, and a shawl yeah. and an old gingham kind of dress. And I couldn't really tell any details of the lady. I would have to say she was probably 40 to 50 years old in that range. Mm-hmm. She was um, blue, though. Well, everything kind of had that blue tint yeah. to it. And I don't remember um, seeing like the, the, the very lower part of her body, like legs and, How was her ass? and, and feet. I didn't see. Yeah. You know, probably I not didn't that, have one. Probably not that good. <laughs> Um, See, slap through her. Yeah, yeah. Did she flicker? You often say that it was like energy manifesting, you feel like. Did did she flicker like you would see like a, you know, you see in movies where they'll do like a flicker of a ghost or something like that? I didn't see her flicker or anything. Again, I only saw her for a total of two or three seconds God, before I had passed by in the night. And I wasn't about to stop and investigate this, but... I just, dude, after I passed her, I drove like a bat out of hell gonna, for about yeah. 35 minutes to get through the radio station from Anderson back then. It was about a 35-minute ride from there. So I just drove like a bat out of hell, scared the entire way. i never forget, we cracked the mic first thing, and you told that. And we went like an hour you know, with breaks, but we went an hour just talking about ghosts and stuff, and the calls were It's not like I said it at Halloween time. I said it at Valentine's yeah, Day Yeah, it was not the time for Halloween or not, talk or anything like that. Not at all, yeah. It's, I haven't, look, I never saw anything like that before. I've never seen anything like that since. And you've looked for it. We both have. Yeah, it was just one time I saw something, and I, I was afraid of it before I ever knew anybody was there. What a story. That's And that's the part that I, that I can't argue with, because I'll try to argue with anything. If I think I see something, I'll try to dismiss it any way I can. I'm very skeptical. But the fact that I felt this fear, I felt this terror that my body reacted to it before I knew it was there, before I ever saw it, that's what makes me think it was real. So does that make you, does that give you any explanation for any kind of afterlife stuff or purgatory even, like, to me, if there is a purgatory, it would be to be still alive, you think, on Earth, but no one around you can see you. Well, again, I mean, you know, I don't know enough about multiverses to rule out anything we're talking about here. But you agree that there's a, a higher verse? Very possibly. Or it could be parallel. It, parallel, at least. Yeah, I, agree. I totally believe that there are, there, there are parallels to this world. Um, I don't know. Are if we on the good one right necessarily now? Necessarily higher. Probably not right <sighs> now. You've you seen what's happening? Yeah, I just thought it was Mercury. No, Mm-mm, that was last year. Mercury and Gatorade or whatever. Something else this year. Something Retro. else going on now. Yeah. Something else, yeah. yeah. Sabotage. No. Yeah, man. I, I I love that thought, but I don't have any kind of experience to lend to the conversation other than just stories I've I've repeated from trusted sources. We should have studied quantum physics instead of starting the damn radio show. I tried to tell you. Well, quantum leap was about as far as I would go. Same here. What's up, Dean Stockwell's ghost? Oh, man. What a legend. What a show. Where's that streaming? Let me guess. Peacock. Oh. Well, that's free. (laughs) Yeah.
Listen, <laughs> next week, I can go ahead and tell you, on epi- this has been episode 11, but episode 12 will definitely go with most embarrassing childhood Halloween costumes. Yeah, and dude, I, I mean, I, I, look, I'm going to have to talk about being a poor kid on Halloween, too. That was every explanation of it. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Mill Hill Halloween's, man. We're going over to the nice neighborhood to get some good candy. We want name brand this year. Mill Hill Halloween's when your mama made your costume. You didn't... Re- there was no Spirita. Mm-hmm. There was no Express. Yeah. There was Mary's sewing machine and whatever Wilson's five and dime had available. Yep. That was as far as it went. <laughs> so next week, we'll talk about the uh, Halloween that I was uh, Mr. T and other personalities. Next week will be called a Mill Hill Halloween special. Absolutely. <laughs> so between now and then, get in contact with us uh, on social media, Nine or I or both, and let us know yours, and then we'll read your interaction next week uh, by name. Yeah, we sure will, man. All right, episode 11. This has been it. After Hours with the Rise Guys for Jimmy Jack Jackie. Well, thank you for hanging out with us. I can speak for my damn self. I was just kidding. Would you do me a favor and say goodbye for me then? Okay, okay. Well, since he said goodbye for me, I'll say goodbye for, for, for Matthew. Yes. And together we will say thanks for listening. And have a great day. Au revoir. Bye. Toodaloo. Later. Golly. See you soon. After a while, crocodile. Ha! All right. Get out. Time to close the doors on another episode of After Hours with the Rise Guys. Subscribe on Radio.com and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Pass it around to your family and friends and other P1s. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.